Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jen. Hi, I'm not blind. There's Wells. Hey, I'm not blind either. I, I don't know, man. I tried your glasses on the other day. You were pretty I'm, blind. I'm vis- vision impaired. Yes. And his glasses hurt his ears. They yes. do. Oh. Insensitive. Man, Josh really getting 2022 off started on a weird foot. I know, right? So what's been up? Oh. What's been happening? Well, I was thinking about doing dry January. And then it was suggested that I try eating ass instead, so I'm drinking. <laughs> Thank you for that, PBR. R.I.P. your social media team guy. That Wait, what? Yeah. Did I miss something? Yeah, Paps Blue Ribbon social media guide suggested if you're doing dry January, you try eating ass. ass instead. Wow. And really, like they were going after it. I, I haven't seen Wendy's uh, go after something with this much fervor. And... You know, the tweets were down like a couple hours later and supposedly dude got fired. And no way. <laughs> Whoops. He didn't just take off his jersey and walk off the field like he was done. <laughs> hey, should have. Uh, no. Okay, well, I apparently checked out of Twitter today and missed something big. Yeah, I did mean. You though? Yeah, did, did you I, though? Did you though? Did I? Wouldn't say you were really missing it, Bob. Yeah, I think PBR just tried to be in a bit of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh,. So besides PBR being butt in the joke, anything else happening? No. I mean, I rang in another year. Hooray. Hooray. We're all still alive. I know. Pretty Although exciting. The, uh, in case you guys didn't know, there is a giant meteor that is going to pass by Earth, so I'm all for giant meteor 2022. Mm. Yeah, but it's like a ways away. Like yeah, Close enough. It could still veer off. Never know. Sure would be nice. That's why I said giant meteor. So I guess I should like hold off on paying some of my bills just in case, like you know. Okay, cool. Call the bank and say, you know, hey, there's a chance there's a giant meteor that's gonna hit us. So the checks in the mail, y'all. I promise. Yeah. How many years in a row we've been wishing for that? Though. That's true. I mean, I remember the giant comet or meteor stickers of 2016 and 18. Every time that stuff comes up, all I can think about is the reasonable list from Parks and Rec. Yes. Uh, can we rent out the park? Because the world's going to end on, uh, you know, January the 18th. And she's like, oh, you know, sorry, we got somebody that's already booked up. Uh, how about the 19th? <laughs> oh, yeah, we can fit you in there. Yes, yes that's when the that's going to end on the 19th. Jeez. Yes. I did some math wrong. Okay, dude. I hate <laughs> it when that happens. You know, you figure out when the end of the world is and it's just not an opening at the park. Yeah, you just day. can't go on. Yeah. It's a real bummer. Uh, so, Highwire is expanding to the other quote-unquote Queen City. Stop that. Hey, that's what they, they claim it. Oh, cool. Good for them. They call, they call themselves the Queen City? Sure. I could, sure. I could start Cin- calling Cincinnati. myself Josh, but that doesn't make it so. <laughs> that doesn't make it so. Uh, Cincinnati, in case you guys didn't know, which, I don't know, kind of a weird spot if you ask me to announce a new place what else is there in cincinnati i, I don't know, like know. I'm, I'm asking honestly like an airport wise, but like brewery like cincinnati is not a small town they're an nfl city I, but i can't I, like i'm struggling to think of and i'm sure there are breweries but like uh, jack yo's is not in cincinnati i don't think i don't think so either um distills in illinois there's somebody else that i'm thinking of i want to say they're in ohio but I, you know I just don't know a whole lot of Cincinnati breweries in Ohio. Yeah, and I, I like I said, I'm, I'm sure they exist. And, you know, if only I had this electronic device that could look things up as quickly right? as I wanted. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's 
maybe it's just one of those things where uh, there isn't a whole lot of competition there. It's very possible. Um, if you are a fan of the NFL and you've followed anything of the Bungles over the last couple of years. Joe, Ryan Geist. Ryan Geist. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Yeah, they're there. Uh, Joe Burrow has complained that there is nothing to do in Cincinnati, so maybe See the High Wire heard that and they were like, ooh. No, that's... that's uh, that's Cleveland that has the uh, insurance commercials where he lives. Yeah, in the that's stadium. Baker. That's yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, those are funny. I like those. So yeah, I guess the high wire expanding again. Huzzah? I I guess I mean you know, I I hate to be the, you know I liked them when they were small. It, it isn't like an indie thing where I liked them before they got cool. I just I liked them before they were on a major label. Okay. You know I I think back to some of the stuff they used to put out in smaller batches when they could do smaller batches of things and they were just really good and I you know maybe I need to get back up there and see what they've got you know in their small batch form factory. I just I mean I look at the stuff on the shelf and I'm just like I'm just I'm nonplussed. Yeah, I mean I'll still occasionally buy higher low pitch, but it's not something I'm running out and buying constantly. No. So no, I was thinking about that the other day like the. Uh, the one like North Carolina brewery that I that isn't like Charlotte brewery right that I buy off the shelf semi-regularly is Jade I'll get Foothills Jade like every couple months if I see something that's moderately fresh and you know I still love it I just don't I'm not running out to get that I'm definitely not running out to get highway stuff which is a shame because we used to drink so much of their stuff yeah we did I'm, I'm happy for them you know like Successful business, successful business. They're probably making hand over fist way more than I am, so more power to you. Back in my beer selling days, we would, you know, we'd have the brewery, and then we have a whole bunch of outside accounts that we would sell beer to, and I guess Highwire decided it's just a little easier for them to just create their own account for them to sell their beer to. I don't know, man. Like, but, how many of these Highwires are going to end up with? Like, but, but at the same time... You know, which is so to your point, it's kind of weird in, in a marketplace where we've seen so many breweries go in and start to retract the number of brew pubs they have out there. Highwire continues to expand. Meanwhile, like I'm finding their beer everywhere I go, which necessarily a bad thing, but like I don't think they're just doing this so they can sell to themselves. I'm back home in Indiana and I can get Highwire beer there pretty much all of it and it's really it's yeah it's weird man oh huh. it's weird that is weird yeah i mean it still is as weird as you know when i'm over in fucking dominican and some of their beer is over there like huh what? huh you don't remember that oh i mean no not yeah. no i wasn't there in the dominican honestly. no i know that yeah. but it, i told that story when i came back is like few i went to a craft beer bar there was cans of high wire sitting there. I Shoot. Was like, what the fuck? Weird. And I thought we were special. Yeah. Here. No. Maybe not. Uh, speaking of... North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. There you go. Uh, Weeping Radish, which was the first microbrewery of North Carolina, is yep. going to have some new owners next year or this year. Yeah. Uh, as of now, really. Like, you know, a couple days ago. So, you know, the... Weeping Radish, you know, helped pave the way for, you know, the microbrew industry in North Carolina. It wasn't legal to operate breweries um, until they got the law changed, I think, in, what, 1985, 86. Sorry. 
I guess the legal stuff was in 85. Anyway, gotcha. um, so I've been out there before. It's a pretty cool spot, but it's super dead if you're there in the off season, which is when I was. Um, so for the listener who doesn't know, this is in the Outer Banks, which is in kind of a, a very touristy spot. So that's what Wells means by the off season. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's cold outside. People don't want to go to the beach. Um, we sat there. I mean, three hours, our little group of four people were the only customers that this place had for that year. I mean, wow. it was it, it was cold outside. It was rainy. And, you know, nobody's, I guess, going to the Outer Banks in March. So, I mean, that makes sense. It does. Um, so, correct me if I'm wrong, Wells, but it sounds, well, at least the way that I read this article, isn't the owner still kind of staying on, but somebody else bought the facility? Or are they going to run it them? Uh, no, the owner is stepping aside. Okay, We've okay. got a new new ownership, which is also a builder and developer of luxury beach houses in the Outer Banks, I guess, just wants one more feather in their cap, and now they own a brewery, too. Yep. So... Well, you know what's funny is when you brought this story onto the show, I'd never heard of this place before. Did you, Jeff? I had no clue. Yep. I mean, that just shows you how naive, I guess, I am of, of the beer scene outside of the city of Charlotte and Asheville that I didn't even know there was an older brew pub than some of the spots around here. Yeah, I mean, and also think about, like, in terms of distribution, um, I mean, they're they're on the coast. You know, they're all the way east, and it's, I mean, it's hard to make inroads, you know, into new markets and everything, and, right. and, and boy, they are they are just far away from anything that they were trying to get into. Yeah. So cool. I guess that it stays alive. Uh, who knows what's going to happen to it now that, you know, it's not a brewery, but well, well I mean, it's a brewery, still, but yeah. it's not being owned by somebody who is passionate about beer. It's a corporation. So could be, but we see so much of that anymore. It's the, we, we all want, and I think we still have favorable memories of beer being about the culture and the fun and the all that. But a lot of people are getting into a now's business. Oh, yeah. And it's totally. just sometimes easier. Oh, you're struggling? Let me pick you up for pennies on a dollar. If it fades and doesn't work out, I can write it off as an expense. Yep. If it takes off, then I can hopefully flip it later. I mean, it's probably in a lot of cases moderately low risk and potentially high reward. Yeah, you're right. You. Uh, so this just sounds like nightmare fuel to me. Speaking of the corporatization of craft beer. Yeah. So, uh, apparently the South Park Mall is revamping their plaza and Suffolk Punch is going to be opening up a tap room and a beer garden. Yay. Uh, yeah. Um, for those outside of Man, Charlotte. Man, really Charlotte-centric this is a really Charlotte-centric story. So, yes. Yeah. If, if you're not from Charlotte, uh, Suffolk Punch is a brew pub that opened maybe three years ago or so. Um, good food, good cocktails. They even do cocktail or coffee service in the mornings. I've just never found a beer of theirs that I thought was worth a shit. So, you know, we were tossing around the show like, you know, what's the worst brewery in Charlotte? You know, now that... um. Salty Parrots closed and I Stinky Pete's. 
Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable throwing Suffolk Punch's name in the arena. They might not be the worst, but they're certain bottom tier. But what's funny to me is that, <clears throat> you know, and I shouldn't say it's funny, right? Like, so perspective's an interesting thing. We have the stuff yes. that we like. We say it. We haven't said it on the show in a while, but, you know, the beer that we like, especially when we do buy no buy, is kind of what we like, you know, and, and some of the things that we like, you may not like and vice versa. Yes. You know, there's beer that I will admit is made well, but I just don't care for it. And then there's beer that I think is just trash. But then you get people who who have a fond, like emotional attachment to that kind of beer or to that specific beer. And Suffolk Punch is one of those. I don't get on Facebook often, but every now and then I get on there and I see some of these people like railing around how great Suffolk Punch is. And I'm like, you're literally the only people I've ever heard be excited about it. And again, it's a cool spot, but I've I mean, never, the, the, I've never heard anybody say a nice thing about their beer before. Like, oh, I drink this whatever thing from them all the time. I, I've never met anybody like that. I know a whole bunch of people that go there for brunch, but they aren't drinking the beer. They're drinking a cocktail and then they're going to triple C across the street. So shrug. Yeah. Scoff. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I mean, it looks cool, but then like I read the story and it's like, we're going to have a playground. I'm like, okay, that says Josh will never be there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh well, the the Charlotte uh, the Charlotte articles keep on rolling. They do. Well, not really. I guess this is Charlotte centric, but it deals with a Atlanta based brewery called Hippin Hops, which is the what first black owned brewery in the state of Georgia. Uh, yes, they are getting ready to open a second location in Noda. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they're gonna have beer and burgers. Cool. So not, not, know, pizza. Number, not pizza. That's a. I'd be down for that. Huge plus, yeah. Be down for some good burgers. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all up for some diversity yeah. in, in our brewery Absolutely. landscape. I'm not so sure. Thank you. Now Josh can be comfortable. He's been like, he's had like tears. He's been down grouchy. He's been in such pain. Lord, shut up. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if they're going to be making beer on site or if it's just going to be like a, we're making beer in our. Georgia location and then bring it up here for okay. a tap room and burger situation. Um, this article is really big about let's be there first, but maybe not do the most thorough job, you know? Yes. But anyway, so we'll see how, uh, how that turns out. Well, we went from no, uh, black owned breweries in Charlotte since three spirits closed to two, to, to two, you know, weathered souls is coming up. Um, they say April. So, you know, fingers crossed that happens on time, which nothing in Charlotte ever happens on time. Right. Yeah. You're, you're familiar with uh, getting permits and such, aren't you? Uh, I mean, not personally, but you know, <laughs> I've heard enough. You've been around enough people and understand how it's going. It's not always. Yeah. It, it never, ever, ever runs on time. And even like OMB, I think was the closest to making their uh, opening date. And even then they overshot it by a month. Well, and I was just say like a bolted oak. How long was that place supposed to open? And oh dear, I don't know. Yeah. Developmental hell for a lot of these spots, and yeah. sometimes they never even end up opening. I, mm. uh, so Yingling decided to get into a little spat with the AB InBev company because the AB InBev company, I guess, is rebranding Bud Light, and they used a pretty much direct ripoff of Yingling's phrasing. So let me scroll. Oh, fun. Who's 
Tramp, Bud Light trampling on a trademark. I never would have thought this was going to be happening. Right. So it, it, the phrasing that they had put out was, get ready for the next generation of beer. What is Yingling's uh, phrasing, I guess, if you want to call it, for their light beer? Well, the next generation of light beer. Yeah. So that's pretty much the same thing. And, of course, Yingling trademarked it and everything else back when theirs came out and... Budweiser quickly deleted all said marketing and pretended like it never happened. Wait, that's not like AB and Bev at all to do something they shouldn't have done and then be like, whoops, my bad. Delete, 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 delete. I'm afraid. So I learned two things from this article. One, that there's a spat between two mega brewers, but two, mega brewers. but two, uh, I, there's a low carb series from Yingling called flight. Which I honestly had never even heard of before. Yeah, I hadn't either. Because I remember Yingling Light or whatever it was. But I had never heard of Flight before. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that. So I guess thank you Budweiser for raising Yingling's brand awareness. Because (laughs) they went from zero to modestly aware of. Mm, Whatever. Good for them. Yeah, almost guys. Almost. Man, we were chewing through some stories today. We are. Because, I mean, some of them don't really have a whole lot to say. Oh, I've got things to say about this one. Uh, okay. So, Jeff, are you familiar with Big Red Soda? Uh, yes. It's okay. like a it's like a cream ale, I think, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Like okay, right. Okay, so I saw it. Well, so what about you? Big- so I saw the article title. I was like, you mean like the chewing gum? <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. The Big Red, like, I haven't had it in since I was a kid. Okay. But, like, yeah, Big, Big Red was like a red cream ale. No, I had okay, no idea about I, that I at all. Then, big Red to a, me is a cinnamon chewing gum. You say Big Red, I'm like, oh, it's gum, period. Okay, so then it had to be a very regional thing then, because I assumed it was, because I immediately saw this and went, okay, that's a weird flavor for beer, but whatever. Is and, it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But uh, anyways, there is now a Big Red flavored beer in San Antonio in the HEB stores. Which I okay. also don't know anything about. HEB is their Dylan's Kroger. Like you say, Dylan's. Like either of us have ever been to a Dylan's, but like a teeter. Okay, yeah. yeah. Why like did a, I say Dylan? I don't know because you're a moron. It's well, probably... I mean, Dylan's is what it's called in the Midwest, or Kroger. Yeah, Kroger. I. Okay. Sorry, I just want to make absolutely sure that I'm not wrong. There it is. Big red. Okay. I learned something new today. Gross. Still. Please nobody send this to us. <laughs> I don't know. I would I'd be down to try it. I would try it. Yeah, I, I mean it can't be a whole lot worse than some of the other stuff we've tried. I mean it's a it's I, I don't know what the red flavor is. I'm sure it's some concoction of like cherry and something else. But I mean, it's just like if you've ever had a red cream soda, that's what it tastes like. Oh, mm, now I'll pass. Yeah. Although I, mean, I guess it's not cinnamon. So yeah, I'm still going to pass. Fair enough. I had to think of like what the heck a cream soda was. I'm like, oh, like they actually make like. Root beers, except, like, not my favorite stuff. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, What's going on in St. Paul? 
Will? Uh, COVID, apparently. Really? Yeah, it's happening everywhere. Going, going. So, this was the first instance of... Now, I've seen people asking for proof of vaccination, like, at a city level before, or... Like at a bunch of like entertainment complexes, like if I want to go to a concert in Charlotte, you know, like all the music venues are asking for like a vax card or whatever to get in. But I've never heard of a brewery asking for proof of vaccination. And the Dual Citizen Brewing Company in St. Paul is the first brewery that I've heard of, at least, that's uh, mandating, you know, you be vaccinated to even walk in the dang door. So, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I'd, I'm all for it. I'd be a little bit more likely to go to a place like that than, yeah, you know, the Wild West of, you know, just who gives a shit. 100%. You but, know, I think we have to remember that everybody has their comfort levels. And, you know, some folks are completely comfortable going to the hip and trendy spot that's basically a meat market for 20-somethings that has fruity beers and all that kind of... Nothing wrong with that. Yep. Nothing wrong at all. Um, I'm too old for that shit. Yeah, I, that's not my comfort zone. Um, yes, I do. I do. I would. I will. I avoid a place that doesn't require vaccine cards. Of course not. But you know, depending on how busy it is, I might think twice about how comfortable I am in it. You know, exactly. It just kind of depends. Well, in like you know, true story, we <clears throat> was hanging out with Wells on New Year's Day and talking with somebody about our brewery that we love to hate on with all the kids that are running around. Oh yeah. So I started asking, like, hey, what about, like, going at 8 or 9 o'clock at night? What's it like? And he was like, oh, it's pretty chill. And I'm like, I'd never be out that late. Why am I asking you this? Oh, yeah. I'm not going out that late. Fuck that. I'd rather be at home at that point. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I would. I. Yes, I know I don't leave the house. Yes, I know. That's the uh, joke. That it's, you know, probably not a healthy thing, but. I would feel a hell of a lot better if I was going to breweries and I had to show my Vax card. Sure, but you were also like socially evasive or not evasive. Um, it's not your thing. Yes. You don't like the Publix. Yeah, I don't. Which is another grocery store you could have referenced that we both would know. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I understood that uh, reference. Dylan's. I'm surprised you didn't know Dylan's. Never seen a Dylan's. It's a very Midwestern grocery store. It might be further west for me then. Yeah. You know, like Illinois and further. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what, they got you pushing too many pedzals? <laughs> what the hell are you guys talking about? Predator. Predator. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in so long. What? Oh, that's, I don't like a lot of those Arnold action movies. They're but bad. The, but that's the best bad one. Hence the nature of their appeal. Yeah. I sat down and watched Running Man the other day. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it was terrible, but it was great. I would. No, I kind of. Chill out. Don't like hate on me for this, but I kind of like to see a, a remake of Running Man. Like a modernization of. I just don't feel like they could do it well. Yeah. It hits a little too close to home. It's like idiocracy. Like you watch it now and it's just like. I'm uncomfortable. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is no longer a comedy. This is a horror flick because all of yes. this is true. Like, oh, it was it was funny at the time, and now we're still laughing about it out of habit, but it's just not – it hits a little differently. Totally. Got it. So we've talked quite a bit on the show about brands having to protect their trademarks. Oh, yeah. we Like about 
three minutes ago. Yes, and it is a very important thing for brands to do. But then sometimes some brands might take it a little too far. Oh, like who this time? Who's Hershey's of all places? I mean, one of the like biggest candy manufacturers in the country is, you know, maybe a little suey. Have they caught wise to the fact that every other brewery likes to put out a beer using their flavor profiles uh-huh. and using their fonts? And uh-huh. it's just like, ha-ha, wink-wink, nudge-nudge. We're calling this one Grit-Grat. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. It's got chocolate and wafers in it. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Okay, so I, I do have to ask. Jeff, I would assume the answer is just you were familiar with the candy bar of uh, whatchamacallit. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I used to tear up so much of McCullough. Those used to be my faves. Okay. Wells? Yeah, of, of course. Okay. So that's where the story kind of falls apart to me a little bit because there's this brewery that released a beer with the same name and they said they had never heard of the candy before. No. Horse shit. No. Horse shit. So, yeah, their their reasoning was, well, we had a, a tradesman, like a plumber that would come in and he referred to things as whatchamacallits. And I'm sitting here like... The reason that he refers to it probably stems from, like, I, I don't know. That feels a little weird. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, her, her, the Hershey's lawyers reached out and said, nope, let's not do that. Not just to cease and desist. Um, so, there's at least eight breweries that are receiving letters from Hershey's. Um, not just to cease and desist. Not just to surrender of profits from the beers that have been made using... Uh, like either ripped off logos or names or whatever, but they're also asking up to $20,000 from each brewery. Yeah, that's where this gets a little weird because typically when we see these trademark disputes happen, it's those two things. It's stop selling it and change everything, and that's it. Yeah. And now Hershey is trying to strong arm these poor breweries. Really? Okay. Poor breweries. Wow. Poor breweries. They use somebody else's trademark without permission and this is just the consequences of their actions so i feel like you know there are those times where a brewery maybe gets close but it doesn't isn't like really meaning to try to give off the complete thing you know like maybe it's not a full-on rip-off like a lot of breweries who are doing it specifically to get attention Mm -hmm. they're doing it to say oh look you know, this is Count Chocula. We're putting it in our beer. And, uh, you know, everything on the can looks exactly like Count Chocula. So, you know, we all know what this is, right? It's not right. Count Chocula. Like, to me, that's kind of like maliciously appropriating a trademark, in which case, you know, to Wells's point, they get what they get. They get slapped with a fine, whatever it is, like, that's on you. You know, I think there are some cases where, like, you know, look, honestly, it was a mistake. We just... You know, we took inspiration from it. We didn't mean to take it to a point that y'all weren't comfortable. But then they also have to go and attack everybody. So, Well, well, and and again, and we have talked about this on the show, I am totally comfortable with them protecting their trademark. Yeah, because if you don't protect it, it's worthless. Yeah, it's worthless. What bugs me is the asking for this $20,000. That just doesn't sit well with. I don't know why it upsets me, but it upsets me. I I don't know. I I walked into a brewery a little over a year ago that has all of their cease and desist letters 
framed and hung up on the wall. Like, some of these serial offenders, no pun intended, uh, don't give a shit and are just like, whatever, we're going to... like. They're doing it for the attention. They get a cease and desist. They get plenty of attention. Mm -hmm. Even if they're asked to surrender profits, the, like, the notoriety they get of doing this is still going to be greater. Like the advertising is greater than whatever monetary fine that they've received until like somebody says, all right, cool. We're going after you for $20,000 in damages. Cause that's what it is. Um, I, I don't feel, you know, you fuck around, you find out and we're in the, Fair f- point. we're in the, you know, they fucked around and now they are finding, finding out. out. And, you know, trademark infringement ain't cheap. Sorry. I and mean, especially when you're going up against one of the, you know, this isn't like ripping off some like fictional company, whatever, like, you know, Hershey's is huge and they've got deep pockets. And if they want to make your life a living hell over a, a trademark, they're going to. So, you know. Okay. So I have a totally, that just popped a, some a question in my head and I don't know that either of us, any of us know the answer to this. Let's say that I make a beer and I call it the Punch Burger. Mm. Put it I, in your face mouth. Am I allowed to do that? Are we going for a record of how many Parks and Rec, rec references we can make in one show? Because I, I if I'd have known that was a thing, like <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have put on my full. Well, no, I'm just it's a serious question. Like, oh dang, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm like, uh, you're gonna kill me. <laughs> no, I didn't realize I already. Jeff over here double pouring me 14 percent. I'm sorry, I got I got <laughs> issues and I'm trying to multitask. Issues in multitasking. So, so, Wells, do you know the answer to that? Like, could I make a Ponchburger beer? Or it, it depends is, on if Ponchburger is copyrighted, right? I, I mean, that's so. the big issue. You know, if it's just a reference, you know, to a, a, a show or you know, a line from a show, whatever. I mean, if that show has like a, a copyright on that particular phrase, I mean, I'm thinking like. The Simpsons might not really appreciate you saying you're naming a beer. Eat my shorts. Um, might be a little too close, but that's like a trademark phrase from a show. I don't think Ponchburger yeah. is going to be the same way. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the slight reference that makes its way into the vernacular of a seven season TV series, you know, as opposed to something that like was on T-shirts when I was growing up. Yep. Like, yeah. yeah. Ponchburger. You can probably get away with that. But, Park, but again, Parks I mean, and Rec Pale Ale, you're not getting away with that. Yeah, it, yeah, it's all it's all variances of how litigious it is and then how that trademark or service mark or copyright was set up. If you know, for all we know, there could be some huge like umbrella copyright. I don't think this is a thing that's possible, but like maybe there's a an umbrella copyright for all of Parks and Rec things. You can't use any of it. Yeah. So, you know, like the idea of making a beer that the label looks like an evil twin, you know, that the title of the beer is time is money, money is power, power is pizza, pizza is knowledge, you know, like that would be fantastic. But I don't know, you know, like it's just a quote from the show. There's a lot of beers, you know, the uh, Divine Barrel uses a lot of fish lyrics, a lot of fish song titles, right? Exactly. But that's more of like an elbow or a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, Sure, but if fish isn't litigious, then it doesn't, you know, like they're, they're also not, Playing with fire. Yep. Using some of these uber large corporate entities like, yep. yes. a, you know, like like Hershey's. Like, it's just, you're asking for dumb. Well, and especially like when you're doing a font in that specific style or 
You're calling a beer a whatchamacallit? Come the fuck on. You're, you're flying a little too close to the sun. Yeah. You are being an Icarus motherfucker, and you're being dumb. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, I just stopped feeling sorry for you. Like, oh, wow. Like I said, I, I it, guess going back, what just seems weird is the fact that they're asking for this amount of money, which I don't remember ever hearing about with other trademark things. Like yeah, that. typically it's just a cease and desist. And if they're feeling frisky, they may try to figure out like how much money, like, oh, this is a 15 barrel batch. And like, we'll ask for like your profits on this basically. Right. Um, but no, this you're, you're right. I, I cannot think off the top of my head of anybody else saying like, oh yeah. And that's going to be like another $20,000 on top. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking about a local brewery that loves to get attention every winter holiday and they think they're edge lords, and they're really dumb as hell mm-hmm. and they get a basic fine and they make more money on the marketing and the grassroots chatter about mm-hmm. the product that they put out than they would have. I mean, I'm sure the contents of the can are trash. Yep. But yeah, I was going to say, what is that beer even? I don't even know. Who cares? I'm not going to talk about it. Yep. Fair enough. We, we're not perpetuating this this machine. What, in that particular instance, I would love to see from North Carolina ABC is a sliding scale. Hey, you screw this up like one time. Hey, slap on the wrist, monetary fine. The second time, we're going to make you feel it just like a little bit more. We're going to try to bankrupt you. But in this instance... That's the third year in a yep. row that they've done something like this, not gotten label approval for a particular thing, and just released it to a whole bunch of hubbub and hand-wringing. And I'd like to see the fines for the third time you make the exact same mistake on purpose actually yep. have some teeth. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would be willing to watch you know, a TV show featuring like Judge Whomever. I don't care. Give me a judge, even if it's Steve Harvey. Apparently, is a judge now. Yeah, what the like fuck? I, don't, I don't get that. <laughs> Which I feel like it, like he's just per, he he is forever looking for a place to make you know mean mugs and you know big eyes and you know whatever. But like hell, Doctor Phil, I don't care. Just give me somebody who would look at these people and be like, you know that's dumb. I know that's dumb. You know what you were doing. I know what you were doing. I know that you know that you knew what you were doing. This, you know, like you did it once and you got in trouble. You did it a second time thinking maybe nobody would catch it. You got in trouble. This is your third time. Guess what? I'm suspending your license for a year. Or maybe not a year. But, you it was know. like, damn. Jeff's like, fuck you. Or a, just, just a month. Just a month. Yeah, like you're not allowed to sell any beer for a month. And then the next time, it's three Two months. months. You're sure. And then after that, it's six. Mm-hmm. I mean, keep keep messing with me. Let's Fibonacci this. One month, two months, three months, six, and so forth. Dangerous. All right. All right last I'm, I'm ready to be ruthless. Well, I think we already are ruthless. Okay, fair. Well, well so, is this, uh, so is this next story topic. Segways. Yeah, you, you thought uh, Hershey's was being ruthless. Uh, Sierra Nevada is teaming up with a distillery, and they are uh, distilling... They're ruthless rye IPA. Nice. I know. I'm sitting here like, be, mm-hmm. yep. I, I'd like to get my hands on some of that. Real I could, good. I could be, I'd be down for a, um, a show of, um, I don't know, 
don't know what the term for this would be, but like a beer based spirit. Um, when I was back in Indiana, Three Floyds had a couple. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was just like, huh, hmm, okay. New Holland has, you know, distilled their dragon's milk uh, before. That um, one we had from Wooden Robot and Doc Porter's was fantastic. I wouldn't say fantastic, but. Well, okay, at the time, Oaken, for me, Oaken was, I Robot. really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I, I just dumped a whole bunch of pecans into my last bottle of that just to kind of. That, that turned out pretty good. Yeah, I know, you're excited about that. Uh, so what distillery distillery are they working with? Well, St. George. Uh, it's a distillery out of California. I've never heard of them, but... California. Yeah, I was saying I haven't either. Um, but this is not like some like newfangled project. Like, the two of them have been working together for a while. Sierra Nevada makes the wash that St. George ends up using to, you know, turn into a, um, a distilled product. But this ruthless... Uh, Rye IPA was distilled in 2013 oh, wow. and it has been chilling in new American oak and used French oak port casks since 2013. Wow. So I'm sitting That's here awesome. like, so yeah, cool. eight year aged distilled Rye IPA. I want this sign me up real bad. Yeah. Um, if anybody, I guess California, uh, whatever, if y'all have any access to the Sierra Nevada, St. George collaboration, the Ruthless. Uh, hit us up, contact at craftbeercast.com or uh, slide into Josh's DMs at CBCast on Twitter. Yeah, let us know, please, because uh, I think all three of us would love to procure at least a bottle and just split it between the three of us. Oh, absolutely. So, again, any California people or anybody with a line on the Sierra Nevada Ruthless whiskey, uh, Please let us know. Thanks in advance. Thanks in advance. Are we ready for break? I think we are. We shall be back in 30. Time for buy no buy, and Wells, I'll let you explain how this works because this is a very specifically themed episode. Oh yeah, so typically buy no buy uh, is when you know we've been drinking beer on the show, and it's our chance to tell you what we think of it. Um, well, recently I took a little uh, trip down to Charleston for a couple of nights and hit up pretty much every single brewery in town that I could make it to in a reasonable amount of time. And um, so this is all Charleston, Charleston area stuff. Um, some things that I picked up and a lot of places that I'd never heard of, especially our first beer up. Munkle. 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 M-U-N-K-L-E. Excuse you? Proudly brewed in Charleston, South Carolina. Josh, your Munkle's showing. <laughs> um. So this is the their Munkle Saison, inspired by the beers and traditions of Wallonia, Belgium. Um, I, I think this is one that they, I, farmhouse ale Saison. I, like, I think I've heard this, I think Clusa would refer to this maybe as a, like, table Saison. 
Mm. Is that fair? I don't know about table six and a half percent. Oh, okay. It's kind of yeah. like right. regular. Yeah, you're right. It's a little. I didn't look at that part of it. Um, but it it drinks good. It's nice. It's refreshing. Uh, this would be a good start to nice charcuterie board. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Uh. This has got me interested in Munkle. Next time I'm down in Charleston, is it like in the general? Like downtowny type area? Is it more out on the outskirts? It's just north. Um, it's okay. just north of downtown. It's not too far away from Edmonds Oast. Maybe like five minutes oh, okay. uh, north. Of, maybe. Nice. Um, and this is their shtick. It's all Belgian styles. <laughs> well, you son of a bitch. I'm yep. in. Uh, buy for me. Wells? This is a this is a super solid buy. Um, I I didn't know anything about Munkle going in. Um, three beers in, and I'm walking out with like a four pack and two bottles and smile on my face. It's pretty tasty, and this fits right in with the rest of their lineup. If y'all are in, in town and cruising for a little uh, Belgian uh, flavors, then go for it. It's a buy. Josh, thoughts? Yeah, I really like this one. Uh, nice farmhouse. Good. Absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, next up from Westbrook. This is their Marisalon. Mer- 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 sure, know. I don't speak French. Yeah, I don't speak French either. A beer de copage. Beer de copage. Sure. Um, so so this is 65% Hellas and a 35% uh, Fodor Age Sour. Um, this is real nice. And it's also got some special ingredient in there too. Oh, conditioned. Oh, yeah. Green on blue. Thanks. I'm getting. I know. For this. Condition. Sea beans. Conditioned on Heron Farms sea beans and limes. What the hell are sea beans? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? what? Sea Is this beans. like what the kids refer to? It? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I had to look that one up, too. Um, Is it just like some kind of kelp or, you know, like. Yeah, not, seaweedy kind of thing. Not too far away. Yeah, we they look like green beans. Okay. Uh, that being said, um, it's got a little more tartness than the last one. Um, coming from the footer, I, I really like this one as well. I'm a big buy here. Wells? Uh, I mean, same. It's got a nice little saltiness to it. Um, I learned a whole bunch of things because of this beer. Uh, one, what the heck a sea bean was. And two, what a beer de coupage is. That's when you're blending old and aged work together for a fresher product. So, hey, cool. I learned something new today. Um, definitely buying this one. Josh. You would also like to know that they could also be called sea asparagus, pickleweed, marsh samphire. Pickleweed. See, pickleweed sounds like a better, like if you told me it had pickleweed in it, I'd be like, <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, I'm interested. What, tell me more about pickled sea beans. I mean... Mm. Yeah, glass wort or salt wort. So it's got all kinds of different names to it. Uh, doesn't matter. This is delicious. Uh, we, <clears throat> to the listeners so they know, we actually had this one first, and then we had the first one up that we did. And kind of unfair to compare the two, really, because they are completely different. One's right. more traditional and one's a little, you know, just... A little more foodery. Right. Yeah. Well, where I'm going with this is um, if we hadn't switched the order again, there would have been no way I would have bought that first beer compared to this. Like, this is just... It's, mm. 
sometimes it's difficult to look at these styles and know like which one needs to go first. A lot of times I'll stack them by, by style. And then usually by ABV, because sometimes like a heavier ABV will kind of mute out the next beer. Yep. Uh, Having done this and didn't realize that this one had, I don't want to say adjuncts, but it had conditioning and such. It really muted out that first one, but yes. like going back and, and doing them in the, in the other order, I think helped out a lot. It did. I, I, I was the one that slotted it in the wrong spot. That was my fault. It's fine. it's fine. I mean, this is an absolute you line. son of a you. bitch. So yeah, the, I, I really what, enjoyed you this. pushing too many pencils, mm. especially right. the, the funkiness from the fodor. It's yeah, it's real nice. Chef's kiss. Oop. Next beer. Um, Wells was about to touch my can. So, talking about getting close to uh, IP infringement. Yeah. So, here's a beer from Frothy Beard called Zap Brown Again. Which I've seen this can on Twitter and Instagram you know, a few like times. The, the uh, Zap character looks more like probably one of the brewers, but, yeah. you know, there's the... Um, That's Kiff. What's the dog? Um, the dog. Yeah, the... the, the Nibbler. Nibbler, yeah. Nibbler. Ah. So we got a Nibbler, and we got the, the Robit, and the uh, Zap's little sidekick. Kiff. Thank you. And uh, all hail Hypnotoad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is probably further than I would say is uh, a, a smart way to go. Um, that, being, yeah. that being said, uh, this is a really delicious brown ale. I... Uh, it's nice. It's roasty. It tastes solid. Um, I, I really like this. Uh, I, I I hate the fact that I would be supporting that kind of IP theft, but at the same time, like it's a good beer, so you know, yeah. I'll buy it. Well, it's a tasty beverage. Um, American style brown, so it's a little bit more hop forward, a little bit more aggressive, but it's still nothing too crazy. Really, this says I- English brown. Wow. Well, it tastes. Tastes American to me. My bad. It tastes I, I stand. I stand absolutely corrected on that one. But still, um, it's a nice beer. Uh, this one paired really well with the pizzas that they serve there. Um, hey, a brewery has pizza. I know, right? <laughs> Except when your pizzas are like that big and that good, like you can kind of get away with it. Gotcha. Fair enough. Yep. But yeah, this was a buy. Josh, what are your thoughts on this? I did not like this at all. Okay. It tasted really overly roasty. Maybe mm, I like that. Part. It was. It was. I don't know. It's something just tasted off in it. And typically, you know, we will do samples, sep- second samples of everything. And Jeff got ready to pour this, and I aggressively said, "No, do not want." No, thank you, sir. Just there was something about this that just sat weird. I didn't like it. So no buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from two blokes. Um, two blokes also in Charleston. Yep. Uh, this is their spilt milk milk stout. Uh, it is, it hits all of the notes of a standard milk stout, um, which I don't buy standard milk stout. So it's a no buy for me. Well, I don't love this one as much as I did when I bought it. Um, the roastiness has kind of gone sideways on me. Um, I'm not really getting that smoothness that I associate with milk stouts. This one's got a little bit more punch to it, and uh, I'm going to have to no-buy it. I dug their brewery 
overall, it's yeah. just this one didn't quite come out as clean. Josh, your thoughts? Yeah, not a fan of this one either. Um, but milk stouts are one of those things I've never really been into. Yeah. I'm not big on them. There's something about the lactose that they put in there. Just tastes off to me. So, yeah. Uh, well made. I'll give them that. A for effort, but sure. no way. Yep. Next beer up. Uh, from Edmund's Oast, speaking of, uh, it's their Warming Glow Winter Warmer. Spoiler alert. Oh, wait. Or uh, by no by, never mind. I, I don't like winter warmers. Um, the, yeah, the, I can totally see that. The, the spice and the, just the, the all around. I could just... It's not bad. I just don't enjoy them enough that I would ever buy it. So I, I just tend to stay away from that as a style. So no buy for me. Well, um, I like winter warmers, but I don't love them. Um, that said, this one is a super easy drinking, what, 8.2%. Um, the spice level is just right. The warmingness that you would expect from something that's 8 plus percent. Uh, is there this is a sipper i like it i'd really love to see this aged in bourbon barrels for next year <laughs> i think that would be the way to go but it'd be more for you guys be great. that's fun but as it said fresh i'm digging it i like it it's good enough for a buy josh yeah this is one of those styles that i can take it or leave it when it's done right and it's done well the beers are fantastic when it's not they're kind of gross this was one of those that's done really well. It's really good. Especially like today where it got cold as shit out of nowhere. Dude. Shorts yesterday and yeah. sweater today. Got yeah. it. Like, hey. It, trees but, down everywhere. Am I sick or did I actually finally get the ro- the Ronas? Who knows? We're going to find out in about two days because this is wild weather change. Don't joke about that. I know. But. We're, we're all in one room together with you. <laughs> Well, hey, I'm six feet away from you guys. Uh, Give or take, right? Yeah. 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 So I'm good. I'm socially distanced. Uh, But no, this is an absolute buy. Uh, Jeff, final beer up? Final beer up from Westbrook. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to spread these words out and call it Coco, Coco, Naughty, Naughty, or Coco, Coco, Naughty, Naughty. I like it either way. Um, This is an Say it again, but slower. Coco, Coco, Naughty, Naughty. It's like uh, the uh, uh, Friday the 13th clips. <laughs> <laughs> naughty, naughty, naughty. Uh, Imperial, it's dark. Um, pours like motor oil. This is an Imperial Stout aged in Old Fitzgerald bourbon barrels for 24 months and then infused with double the normal amount of toasted coconut and untoasted coconut, uh, Ghanaian cocoa nibs, toasted almonds, and Madagascar vanilla. And, you know, there's a lot of times that we have these adjuncted to hell Imperial Stouts and we pine for the days of just give me a good bourbon barrel aged Imperial Stout. I don't need all that crap. Give me a stout ass stout. That's right. Uh, Except for this one. Uh, This is one that I. uh, Wow. This real good. Words hard. Um, it, It is double the cocoa, double the naughty. Uh, I really like this beer a lot. It's a big solid buy for me. Well, it's a good thing that I live, you know, not local to this particular beer because I'd go broke on this easily or get diabetes or gout or something. I mean, this thing is absolutely lights out delicious. 14 and a half percent. Absolutely epic. 
just enough adjuncts to like, I mean, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm teetering on the edge, but I'm also just like really happy about the entire experience. Um, Some breweries put a ton of adjuncts in to see how close to the edge they can get. And they, they end up going over the line. Yep. This is not that case. And quality of like, they went so lean, I think by just saying we're going to do vanilla and coconut and just kind of call it a day. We don't need Oreo cookies and peanut butter cups and this, that, and the other. Um, we just run in a real lean operation over here. This beer kicks ass. And let's be real. That is probably one of the easiest drinking 14 and a half percent beers I've had in a long ass time. And yep. I drink revolution stuff on the regular, this thing, like I'm just like, I'm, I'm just, I'm not chugging it, but I'm drinking it really quickly. Like, like, Oh I mean, this really tastes great. This really, I need to slow down. That's 14 and a half percent. Hold up. Well, Josh, I mean, come on. Okay, is, nobody got it. So this is delicious, and it all works together, and it's not overly too much of anything. It's not overly. I mean, you guys know I'm not a big fan of chocolate. I don't mind it in beer. It's not overly chocolatey. It's not overly vanilla-y. It's not overly anything. Uh, I hate to ask this question, Wells. Yep. Thirty dollars a bottle? I think so. Okay, that's what I thought. Twenty-five to thirty. And- that's what I thought. Man, yep. that's a pricey fucking bottle, but damn, that's good. Mm-hmm. And I know we don't typically take price into equation, but I was just curious because I know it's Westbrook and I know how those bombers can get sometimes. So, uh, but it's still not going to stop I, me. This a, is well this, made. This is a treat yourself beer. Well, and, and Jeff, like you said, I cannot remember having a fourteen percent that drinks this smooth in a yeah, I mean, long time. You know, looking at last show, we had that very special old Ryeway. It was fourteen percent, but like. You knew. Yeah, it was, you like it wasn't, knew. It wasn't chesty. It was smooth. It was easy drinking. But like there was still a little bit of heat to it. Something gave you pause. Yeah. Yeah. You, like you're not going to just sit there and drink it like a regular yeah, stout. Like, I would drink this like a regular stout and be like blackout drunk. Yeah. I was going to say like I could sadly see myself like on a football Sunday cracking one of these open. And next thing I know, I'm three sheets to the wind. Not paying any attention quarter. at all. Yes. 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 Like. What the fuck just happened? I, I've done that before with bourbon, and then suddenly it's like, what? Ha- I, how? I just opened that bottle. Why is it half empty already? How did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> how did you get there? All right. Well, since I'm right, tap that. How does that work? Oh boy. Um, of all the beers that we've been drinking on the show, what is the one that we would love to tap for our actual or theoretical home kegerator, Jeff? You know what I'm really excited about with the show is uh, seeing. Westbrook's kind of there there was a point in time and it's been five years ago six years ago it's been a long time um, where we would bring their beer on the show and it was kind of a gamble on whether or not it'd be good I'm not saying all their stuff is knocking it out of the park but um, both Westbrook offerings today are are fantastic Uh, I would gladly tap either of them Um, I I think the um, the farmhouse uh, would be probably the more popular. It would go faster. It'd be easier drinking. It would fit with more things. Um, but I would hate having to explain the name, uh, which I know is stupid. But, sea uh, beans. Yeah, sea beans. Yeah. What are, what are sea beans? But, like, I mean, just, again, like, you know, having this with a meal, just about any meal, I think it would be fantastic. Um, but that being said, that Coco Coco Naughty Naughty, I mean, 
Damn, y'all. That was that was some that's some next level stuff. Well, you could pair that farmhouse with nearly any meal, but you don't need to pair that Coca Coco Naughty Naughty with anything. It is dessert. Um, it's the meal in and of itself. Yeah, it is. Um, and it breaks my heart to say this. It really does because both of those Westbrooks absolutely brought the heat. But I'm with you, Jeff. I've got to go with that Coca Coca Naughty Naughty. That is, that is just adjunct perfection. Josh. Yeah, I mean, come on, come on. Okay. I, I'm not gonna combo break this one. Don't get me wrong. There was some. The the other Westbrook, fantastic beer, but this is above and away. I think one of the best stouts I've had from them ever. I'm struggling to think of another one that was that good. Yeah. That's I mean, and, and I know Wells is over here about to punch me in the nuts because I'm not saying Mexican cake, but I would take that stuff over Mexican oh, cake. Oh, any any day. Yeah. Any day of the week. Uh, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Come find us on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Find links to our old episodes. Uh, we've got a Patreon. If you want to support us that way, you can find a link to the website there uh, or on our website. Uh, meanwhile, if you want to interact with us, send us an email, contact at craftbeercast.com or you're a Twitter person, slide into Josh's DMs at CBCast. Wells, where can they find you? Um, well, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter, and the username is at all the Wells. That's where you can find me. Josh, where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend, tell somebody. We've been, you know, kicking around forever at this point, it feels like, and bunch of episodes and i don't see us stopping anytime soon unless giant meteor hits so yeah i mean we're all kind of start still rooting for the giant meteor but uh yeah. as long still, as that doesn't happen <clears throat> you know we're still putting out uh, the same kind of content uh, every week yeah for many years many consistently yes until that one time when i'm like mm, i've got a thing can we skip a week which is like probably the probably third show that we've skipped in seven years yeah so yeah we've had a hell of a streak going good times yeah we're like the cal ripkin of charlotte based beard podcasts there you that's, go that's right all right we will talk to you guys next thursday Why does he pick up?